Hello, and welcome to Fighting Over the VCR. My name is Matthew. My name is Nancy. And this is the podcast where we talk about movies we grew up watching. We have a very special episode this week, month, (laughs) this season, as we continue to talk about spooky movies. For this special episode, we have friend of the podcast, Sherry. Hello, everyone. And first time friend of the podcast, Nicole. Welcome, Nicole. Hi. Thank you very much. for Thank you for joining us. Yep. (laughs) Now, listeners, one of the reasons why we decided to expand the the roster on on this episode is because we are going to touch on the topic of vampire movies and we're going to focus on two movies that came out in the early 90s that uh, we grew up watching Um, later i'm going to talk about bram stoker's dracula but Nancy's going to get us started off talking about interview with a vampire. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> so, <laughs> interview with a vampire came out in November of 1994, and it is an Anne Rice book, or is based on an Anne Rice book, and it stars Brad Pitt as Louis and an odd choice of Tom Cruise as Lestat. Antonio Banderas is Armand, and Kirsten Dunst is Claudia. Those are the main characters. And it's originally, it it kind of goes about the journey of how Louis became a vampire and the 200 plus years of him being a vampire. Um, He's being interviewed by Christian Slater in modern day San Francisco. And um, he explains that, you know, he lived in Louisiana on a plantation. His young wife and infant died in childbirth and he wanted to die too. So he was, you know, running a plantation, but he was very depressed and sad. And eventually he comes across Lestat and Stop turns him into a vampire. And it's sort of like a vampire buddy movie for a while. Um, <laughs> but wow. Instead of bosom buddies, it's blood buddies. Blood buddies, yeah. <laughs> but Louis is very, he's very tormented by having to kill. He just doesn't like it. He, you know, he just, he would rather survive on rat blood, chicken blood. Um, he does not like to kill humans. And Lestat is all about it. He just doesn't, he can't understand why Louis is so hesitant. Um, they eventually, kill a like preteen Kirsten Dunst who's like maybe 11 or 12 and they turn her into a vampire and you know bummer thing about being turned into a vampire like before you hit puberty is that you're stuck as like a young lady for the rest of your life for the rest of your vampire life yeah it kind of follows their journey and obviously there's lots of ups and downs and there's lots of big travel um it goes from Louisiana over to Europe for a while and then there's some bad things that happen in Europe and eventually they all land back in America and yeah that is kind of the crux of the story I mean the the it's really about the the relationship between Louis and Lestat more than anything and um, the difference between their approaches to being vampires <laughs> yeah. and how much either of them enjoy it 
So I, I, I have a question. Yeah. Have any of you read the book? No. no. I read, I read, um, I didn't finish it, but about like 15 years ago, I read like about half of it. Do I have the book? Along with a few other Anne Rice books? Yes. Have I <laughs> yes. read them? No. <laughs> I, but we've established that's the a book. theme on this show. Yeah. Yeah, how many of us have the book in our house? I think that <laughs> yeah. is all that's of us. All of us. And, how and many I read don't, it? None of us. Yeah, and I don't read, <laughs> so it's pretty much just there to make my my book collection look spookier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what collection? Look. <laughs> right. No, uh, I do... I do remember, though, I, I believe that in the book, Claudia is like five. What? That's what I, I and, in my research, is, yeah, yeah. I noticed that too, yeah. That's, that's Having a five-year-old and thinking about that is funny to me. That's really yeah. funny. And to be um, stuck with a five-year-old like for eternity. And I think about how horrible that would be for that. Oh, I don't know. So since this is interview with a vampire i had some questions that i figured we could talk about the movie but also about ourselves like are you gonna interview nicole i'm interviewing all of us anyone can answer <laughs> these questions do you or have you ever considered yourself to be a vampire just anybody no no nicole um. <laughs> can i plead the fifth <laughs> <laughs> Well, or have you Can ever I, wanted to be a vampire? There's a reason we're recording this at nighttime, Matt. That's true. There's there's a reason why you're having me on the podcast is because I'm your resident goth girl slash vampire. So, uh, yeah, I spent like my teenage years thinking I was a vampire or wishing I was a vampire. So now, what aspects, yes. what aspects of being a vampire make anyone want to be a vampire? You don't I, have I, to die. Because, and the reason I bring this up, the reason I bring this up is because that is like, to me, that is like this whole, like the whole point of this movie. Like you've got mm-hmm. Lestat who did not, you know, the whole time he's like, I wasn't given a choice to be mm. an empire. He was just forced mm-hmm. to be one, right? Yeah. So he's like, I'm Lestat. Because yeah. he's like, I'm going to give, because he says to Louis, I'm going to give you the choice I never had. Mm. Okay. So he's about to kill Louis you know, and drain him completely. He's like, I'm going to give you the choice. And then Louis's like, I want, you know, yeah, I want what you have. And he gives him the blood and he becomes a vampire. And then the whole time he feels like he's tormented by this decision he's made. Although we all can agree. I mean, I'm just going to out Nicole for a second. She is a Mm -hmm. nurse. We've got to admit, Louis could not have been thinking very clearly if most of his blood had been drained when given that choice, right? No. I I think he, I mean, he was pretty drunk and he had just like gone, he was talking about how he had like just tried to gamble everything away and he's at, when he's at the bar and then he goes and hooks up with some chick and he probably doesn't even care if he gets syphilis or anything like that and dies because his wife and kid died, you know, his unborn child died. So he's, he doesn't really care. And now he's going to have to live forever and be tormented even longer. I just don't so, think you're in a good like decision making place when you're like almost all your blood is drained to like make that decision very clearly. I agree with Nancy. Yeah, no, I it was definitely a <laughs> well, you're almost about to die. 
do you want to live? Do you want to keep living? And so he's like, uh, yes. And, and never really got a chance to think about it. That's kind of like Lestat's MO though, is to kind of trick you into it. Yeah. yeah. So that was, yeah. that's the deal. Well, he, he definitely, he definitely. And he was wants, lonely. Yeah. He's lonely. He wants a companion. I mean, he yeah. really just mm-hmm. wanted a oh, companion. Yeah. So, but I will say, if I was Lestat, I might feel the same way. You mean by picking red? Yeah, get lonely. Well, they, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you, you can be a vampire. Let's yeah. do <laughs> Well, I'll well. hang out with you for eternity. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I pick you. Oh, you mean you pick Brad Pitt? Yeah. Not me. Not Brad Pitt. Okay. <laughs> I, I also wanted to point out that in that scene where after he gives him like the, ch- the ch- you know, the choice, whatever choice that really is. And then he like mm-hmm. cuts his, his wrist and then has him suck on his arm. Was that a little homoerotic? Like that whole scene? Oh, there's a lot. Matt, this is, this Come whole on, movie. Matt. The whole movie was <laughs> so controversial at the time. Yeah. A lot of folks were like, wow, that's like the most uh-huh. queer movie that we could have. I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, it was, yeah. Well, I mean, when, when they make Claudia and they call her like their daughter, I was like, wow, yeah. this is really progressive. <laughs> yes, that. yes. But they never yeah, talk about it like that. They never, they never talk about it like that. And it makes me wonder, like, if the movie was made today, you know, if they would push that envelope or not. I mean, I haven't read the book, so I don't know how it is in the book. And I'm sure in the book, they don't, I mean, Anne Rice didn't like clearly be like, this is the, you know, this, this is how they're living. And this is how, you know, but I don't know. She did write the screenplay. So maybe but from the time she wrote the book to the time that she wrote the screenplay for the movie, she was like, you know what, I'm going to, maybe I'm going to do this differently from the book to the movie. And I'm going to like, maybe push this envelope a little more. Her books no, I think her books, yeah. I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on this, that she's got uh, like homosexual characters and there's definitely a vibe between Louis and Armand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Him yeah. trying yeah. to like keep him as his companion. I mean. Yeah. Um, it was for the time, it was like, very progressive for it to be such a high budget movie to have that um to have that going on and i do and for someone like tom cruise to be in that role um you know i was going to mention is that there is actually they were going to have a woman play louis character oh they were thinking of angelica houston oh and then yeah then they ended up going with him i know she would have been excellent vampire but yeah i don't know they decided to go with like the original two males as the leads yeah so um so nancy you kind of mentioned this and i think it's it was looming while at least i was watching it because he's not my favorite actor mm-hmm. tom cruise really it's bizarre <laughs> i mean bizarre I mean, right well obviously i think he um chose a style you know like with the blonde hair um that was very different like a like a big departure from what he normally looks like in fact he's one of the act he's one of the few actors that i think has 
very rarely ever changed his appearance for a role. I mean, he always looks Except like for Tropic himself. Thunder. He was pretty. He looked pretty different in Tropic Thunder. That's different. But oh yeah, that was a. <laughs> and it was very and and let's admit, let's be honest, his role is very minor in that movie. But I mean, in general, I mean, he's not someone that's gonna like do a drastic haircut normally, or he's not gonna be like um, Christian Bale or Robert De Niro oh, gaining no. tons of weight normally for a role. Or, no. um, so yeah, him him kind of donning those golden locks and playing this character was really kind of odd but i mean when you think about it you know it came out in 94 we had had like eight plus years of him being the best blank in so many movies in a row i mean between top gun color of money cocktail days of thunder far and away it's like he was the best at whatever the job was and this is different you know he's not necessarily trying to be like the best vampire because it's not like they were competing well it's funny because i remember when the movie came out everyone being like who they just it just didn't make any sense but it was like oh tom cruise is in it let's go you know let's sell tickets right but and I, I've read that Anne Rice was like, I do not want Tom Cruise in this movie mm-hmm. because of all those things. She wanted it to be, she was thinking of it smaller. And then when mm-hmm. she saw him play him, I guess she was like, I don't think I would have had anyone else play him. She was yeah. taken back. Did you know yeah. she... And I'll, I'll say that I don't think I saw this in the theater, but I've probably seen it three times, I think, by now. He doesn't bother me very much anymore. I think initially I thought like, really, this is bizarre, but mm-hmm. he doesn't bug me at all. I mean, fine. Let it be Tom Cruise. That's okay. I mean, there's other things about this movie that are bizarre, um, but Tom Cruise isn't, doesn't bother, bother me nearly as much as he used to. I mean, it's been 26 years since it came out. So oh what were you saying, Nicole? Yeah. I'm going to go back a second, but you had mentioned, uh, Tom Cruise blonde hair. That wasn't his choice. That was uh, Anne Rice made them. She was like, if whoever plays has to have blonde hair, because I guess Lestat has blonde hair. And she uh-huh. was like, this is one of my requirements. Yeah. They have blonde hair. And yeah, she was super disappointed in Tom Cruise being chosen, not thinking he would do a good job. But then when she saw it, she took out like a two page ad in like Vanity Fair or something, uh-huh. like apologizing and saying how how much she really liked him in the role. Mm. And I totally feel the same thing. Tom Cruise is not my favorite. I was totally like going to be disappointed as Tom Cruise as Lestat. But then I was like rewatching it yesterday. I was kind of like, you know what? He, I think he did a better job than Brad Pitt or he at least came off the screen a lot better than Brad Pitt. I was just going to say that, like, I feel the same. Now, I'm probably, out of the four of us, I think I like Tom Cruise the most, although not really as a person, but I like his movies. And I remember not being super excited when I first watched it and thought, eh, because I was more in a Brad Pitt mode and, like, going, really? But I I think he does such a good job. Like, he's he's really good in it. He's, I mean, he's a great actor. He is. I mean, I don't care. People can argue all day long, but... Mm-hmm. I think he, and to pull that off, I don't know, it's, he does, he does a great job. And especially when he's like, 
gets all jacked up and stuff. And it, I don't know. I just I kind of enjoy it. I kind of wonder. You know, he's always cast as like the hero. Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. how many times has he been the villain? And I wonder mm-hmm. if that would be an interesting like turn for him, or if he just is in such control of his career that he's just like, I'll never do that. Collateral. Well, he was in uh, oh, Tropic Thunder. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he was really the villain in that as much as he was just like. Wasn't he a producer in that? He was a producer. I mean, Thanks. are all producers yeah. villains? I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's definitely more villainous at the beginning of your favorite movie, Jerry Maguire. But you know, oh, then of course he turns. Uh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, he also plays in another one of my favorite movies is Vanilla Sky. Yeah. So yeah, I like Vanilla Sky too. Uh-huh. I do not. Yeah. I do not. Really? I've only seen it once. I don't really remember it very well, but I do know that he has like a major face transformation in that movie. Another Cameron yes. Crowe movie. Yeah. It is a Cameron Crowe movie. Um, the only other note that I have, I have two more notes. Um, Nancy, you had mentioned it. Hey, it's San Francisco. Hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we've always, we always like to mention whenever we get to see, you know, the, the, the locale of our, our hometowns around here to in on the show. There's uh, much less San Francisco than I had remembered. Rewatching, I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> well, and I, like we were trying to figure out like where in San Francisco that apartment was. And it looks like it's like oh. right by the Warfield. So. It, yeah, it's I was gonna right say on it's kind of North Beach. Yeah. No, no, no. No, it's, it's on Market. They're, they're on it's Market. It's on Market. Market and Powell is right by that like Powell Street station. Mm. Um, okay. You know where that like Splits, that, like yeah. Sutter or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, it just looks right so where familiar. Start. Yeah. 90s, right where 90s San Francisco with skaters and stuff yeah and that's right where like i remember like that's the that's the station i'd get off at to go to the warfield so it's got to be like right around there um then the the only other note i have which is a silly note and we can we can continue this conversation or not um Mm -hmm. if two male vampires start sucking the blood of a female is that a devil's three-way no you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, there there was well, a moment though with Tom Cruise where I think right after he bit that one chick's boob, yeah, that he was like jumped or he did something, and I was expecting him to jump on top of the coffin like he was on Oprah for a second, <laughs> 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 like the sofa. But yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that really is the vibe I got. That laugh then it went away quickly. But that's awesome. <laughs> um, the, I also want is this to ask, pre is this pre Scientology? No. I mean, like, I don't. Uh, during, did they have agreed to this during Scientology, yeah. but way before Katie. Early, Holmes. early, ten yeah. years before yeah. Katie Holmes. So, um, the other thing I wanted to mention is: Has anyone watched Queen of the Damned, which is the other movie with Lestat? No. Yes, I have. And Lestat is, is, was, is her like pivotal character, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that, that he's movie, like the chronicles of Lestat. Right, so, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, that movie's not great. Aaliyah, no. Caesar, right? Aaliyah is in it, yeah. and that w- and she's entertaining in it. Um, mm-hmm. The thing I don't like about it is Lestat's character is a rock star. Rock star, yeah. And he yeah, is yeah. like really terribly lip syncing. <laughs> Like, like they, I don't like, even remember that. that it's whole so movie. bad. 
but I wiped um, it from my memory. But yeah, that's another time Lestat made, and and I'm pretty. I think that they've talked about making um, another movie because he's in multiple books, and I think there's like the Vampire Lestat is one of the books. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't read. I think they've talked about trying to make that into a movie, and we'll see who they cast for that. The actor, I don't remember the actor who plays him in Queen of the Dam being terrible or good. I mean, the movie's not great, so. What did you guys think of you know, Brad Pitt being all weepy during this movie and being like the main voiceover throughout it? It was okay. I mean, he, mm-hmm. it, I, I, I agree with Sherry and Nicole that he is not the strongest in this movie. And, I, and I'll say that my favorite character in this is Kirsten Dunst. Like Claudia is awesome. Claudia is my favorite character. Um, But I don't think, I don't like hate Brad Pitt. I mean, Louis, I think the thing, the thing. It's just earlier in his acting career. I mean, yeah, he's just, he just hadn't, yeah, he wasn't, he isn't bad at all. It's just, you know, but his character is also, he's a little whiny, but he's also, his life has sucked. So it's. Oh. That's hilarious. <laughs> His life did suck. Um, Nicole, you were gonna say? I lost it. Okay. Uh, Maybe it'll come back to you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't find his narration like terrible or anything. But he, yes. I remembered. Um, Brad Pitt wasn't thrilled with this like role. I'm sorry. I did like research. I went on like. Hey, that's great. No, that's I went awesome. down the rabbit hole on that's the stuff I we like need movies. We need vampire professionals <laughs> to, <laughs> to give us, you know, great information. And thank you. Yeah, so I again, thank you for being on. That's why I was accepted onto this role is I have to bring the, the vampire knowledge. Yeah, give us info. Yeah, no, um, thank you. But yeah, I guess Brad Pitt really was not thrilled with like doing this role um like in hmm. the process of it because the makeup application was super painful and uncomfortable the contacts were uncomfortable they made them like hang upside down for like 30 minutes at a time to do their makeup so oh that they God. could like <laughs> draw over their veins what to give the... them that like translucent they were just trying to make them get into character by like i know hang upside that, down hanging yeah. upside yeah. down i know i was like that's way too spot on right there and then i was like wait they're gonna do this every time couldn't they just like do that once do the makeup and then take a picture of it and copy it every time why do they have to turn them upside down every day before make before they shoot but that's whatever um so he actually like told his friend gaffin whatever the producer that he didn't want to do it anymore and they were like it would cost 40 million dollars so he stuck it out because he was like saying that he was like tom cruise has all the like energy and the the line the one-liners and his character is just kind of like yeah flat and bland yeah which it, he kind of is. is like it is no it, it totally, like, totally he's right the cool- yeah like he's i like wanted to see emo from- vampire he's yeah. so emo the coolest thing until the end and then he's like no emo well the the coolest thing about him in this movie is he's like the major arsonist and he like burns his house down then burns the theater down and it's like don't piss him off or he will set you on fire so i just light it up up that's actually my favorite scene mine too is 
later in the movie after he, after they've killed Claudia and put him into a coffin and tried to bury him in a wall once he gets out he's like I am torching every last one of you MF <laughs> in the building I I don't care if there's some vampire code that you don't kill another vampire because you guys clearly didn't believe in that when you killed my girl Claudia yeah it's and, like killing his daughter like I don't think so yeah I would be I'd I'm like I'm sorry too. That vampire law is just ridiculous. It's like, yes, yeah. maybe Claudia overreacted. Maybe she was having a preteen moment that she's going to kind of have for the rest of her life because that's when they changed her. And maybe killing Lestat wasn't the smartest move. But why are they the judge and jury and get to, like, do what they did? Ugh. Yeah. That, I, that scene... I will always remember for the rest of my life them kidnapping them, throwing them into that the ash hole. Well, you know the well ash with the grate on top, and, <laughs> and then poor Matt, you're an ash hole. <laughs> <laughs> and then poor Louie, you know, getting yeah. locked in the coffin and you know buried into a wall. Ugh. Yeah. No, that that whole scene when he just dumps the gasoline everywhere that is probably my favorite scene but i but claudia being my favorite character um i really like the scene when she gets so pissed at lestat and then she cuts her hair yeah and then it comes back and and that that kind of brings up something that's kind of interesting and we could talk about this after we talk about dracula about the 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 mat like the mystical magic of vampires but that whole kind of thing where i i had never thought of it until i saw this movie about like if she's always supposed to kind of be the same age you know the idea of always looking the same to where even if she cut her hair it would never change and that was just like i had never thought of it and that's kind of an interesting an interesting take on vamp on vampire lore i guess there there is an issue i have with vampire lore in general that this movie seems very inconsistent with and it seemed like they were able to look in the mirror and see their reflections and that bothered me because it seemed like the most general thing is you have no more reflection and any exposure to sunlight and you're turned to dust now it clearly believes in the sunlight the sunlight rule Mm-hmm. but it doesn't believe in the mirror rule and the sunlight rule is more fuzzy in dracula which we'll talk about later um don't watch twilight i actually watched all of those first because i was confused on what movies we were supposed to watch so no, i watched all not. four of those <laughs> no you were not <laughs> that's not why you watched all four of them <laughs> So thanks for that segue, though, Sherry. Um, <laughs> I was actually going to bring up the fact that um, that movie, like you said, Nancy, movies do kind of pick. It seems like they pick and choose what kind of things like we talked when we talked about uh, Lost Boys, you know, the whole like inviting someone in to your house. You don't do that. I mean, there's there's lots of things that um you hear about that some movies kind of take you know bring into the story and some of them i think don't and Mm -hmm. and they say there's some liberties on them and and the whole idea of like 
garlic being silly or whatever and you know everyone's got every there's so many vampire movies well, there's, there's like there's <clears throat> ton, i mean of all the like classic monsters like from zombies and like frankensteins and werewolves and vampires i mean vampires are probably the number one that have had movies made about them i, I agree mean, and and you can there's not a lot of makeup you have you, you don't have to necessarily do a lot for makeup for a vampire movie other than fake blood and, and fangs really yeah i mean those well, don't have not maybe they're not very good but you know that's really well, all you have to do and unlike some Brad of the other monsters, like they yeah. appearance-wise, they're very much still human-looking. Like they pass as humans for the most part. They talk. Like there's really the only differences. Nor are just they're creatures of the night. They can't eat normal food, um, and they need to kill people to live. I mean, those are kind of the biggest differences. Um, oh, and they never age and have no <laughs> reflections. Uh, <laughs> but but I mean, compared to like. A mummy. I mean, a mummy. You can't hide what a mummy is, or a werewolf, or well, werewolf. They're human. They can pass during the day. Yeah. 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 The thing that I, the one thing I think I find the most interesting between vampire lore and movies and everything is how you can turn into one because everybody has like their own different way, right? Like either you can just get bitten and that's it for you. You can, you have to, some have, you have to get bitten, then you have to drink their blood too. Um, I am personally believe, I would think it's more difficult than just being like, chompy, I'm going to bite you. Boom, you're a vampire. Like, I don't think that, I think how they do it in interview, interview the vampire and Dracula is more how I would think. I don't think I've ever seen it where the person doesn't have to drink the sire's blood. Twilight. <laughs> Again. <laughs> There's other ones too. There's other ones well, too. Well, I don't know about once bitten. I don't know. Once bitten, I think was um they you know, the, had to bite the, them. That's the Bible of all vampire movies. So once bitten. I mean once Jim, Car- Jim Carrey <laughs> in vampire movies is where we should really get all of our lore, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in my circles, that that is the um, yeah. gold standard. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So of of like so before we get to kind of the Godfather of all vampires and vampire movies, mm-hmm. it, it, that's, that, that's funny. Was that a, <laughs> that a Coppola reference? <laughs> 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 um, Let's have a conversation about it. Um, I, I just want to mention, you know, and see what you guys think of some other vampire movies that. Um, we're you know we're not really focusing on some of them Nancy and I might talk about in the future but like some of my favorite vampire movies especially more modern ones is um, I love From Dust Till Dawn that's yeah, a fun mm-hmm. one so it's more of an action kind of movie and along the same lines um, I really like the first Blade yeah which is kind of I the, like super, the Blade series in the general. superhero kind of take on vampires the Underworld series is okay but it's funny of of the of the underworld movies. My favorite is the third one where they kind of do the history of like the battle between the vampires and the werewolves. Um, the I, Rise of the Lycans movie. I need to rewatch all of them to remember which one I like the most. I remember liking the first one the most, but I I don't. But I do remember, I liked all of them though. I, I mean, Kate is great in it too. And uh, what's his face? Which ones do you like, Nicole? Vampires Kiss. I've what do you think, never, Matt? I've never seen Vampire's Kiss. 
How have you never seen Vampire's Kiss? What the, who's in it? <laughs> <laughs> Sherry's hella laughing. It's Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that movie yeah, exists. We need to watch it. <laughs> I don't you think- do need to watch it. <laughs> I want My favorite vampire property is not a movie. It is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I've seen every single episode multiple times. I watched the spinoff Angel. Also seen that several times. Um, I, I was resistant to watching it initially just because I had seen the movie once and thought it was goofy. And I just recently rewatched the movie and it's still goofy. Um, yeah, I, I like the movie. I like the movie. Like I was no Geller. So that's why you're not giving the television that's... show a chance. It's all right. I got to watch the show. I'm going to watch it. I want to. The show the show is I like the movie a lot. Sherry, the show Sherry, is we might really have to good. do a, a Buffy pact. Cause I know that I'm a little behind on my Buffy, but yeah, no, I, I was love Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. It so. has Pee Wee Herman in it. Yeah, I mean, it does. Oh, it's very silly. It's very it's silly. Very I'm silly. glad, I, I'm glad awesome. I watched it. Um, I just feel like they were able to really expand and make it an incredible, like, deep TV show. And, I mean, it's still funny, but also just, like, the larger issues that they cover on the TV show. It's like, oh, yeah, this makes a lot more sense as a show. But, yeah, I was originally resistant to watching the show, and I got into it. And then I think it was, like, the third season when it came out, and then I finally like, caught up with it, and I was – hooked and um i actually am thinking of redoing doing a rewatch of it soon because it's been about six years since i've really watched i'm it. pretty certain that i'll love it once i get started in it and i've watched Ooh. a little bit of it but i you know they call themselves the scoobs i know i know Come on. i know the scoobies yeah i i know uh i know nicole and i were talking a little bit um before this about how much we love just in general an interview with a vampire like it's just the scene. The scenery is just like you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Louisiana, like oh, the yeah. plantations. Yeah, Paris. I Paris. totally went down a rabbit hole doing like research on like because he was talking about Louisiana and when the he said that we were officially um, part of the Americas or something or United States and I was like Louisiana. Oh, what year was it? Yeah, what year was the Louisiana Purchase? I started looking into that and I was like yeah. going down that rabbit hole well he starts it in 1791 so we're not even 20 years from the american revolution and right um, yeah it's 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 beautiful to watch especially for this and and just and just like the costumes at that time are just so awesome and yeah it's a lot of fun i mean i mean i mean turn of the century paris i mean give or take the thing that i love the most yeah could so yeah it made me want to go to new orleans square and disneyland man (laughs) (laughs) otherwise nancy and nicole have both actually been to new orleans i have not yet but uh yeah um i will say that so i rewatched both of these today and i hadn't watched either (laughs) of them 15 years maybe and i enjoyed watching interview with the vampire a lot more than bram stoker's dracula really yes well, why don't we get why don't we get started then? Because um first first let me just say I never saw Interview with a Vampire until like years after it came out. I was zero interested in ever watching that movie. And Tom Cruise is probably 85% of that. 
and the other 15% of that is just not really caring about vampires when that movie came out. But I did see the movie Bram Stoker's Dracula in the theater. I was in, I think, the eighth grade when I went and saw this, and I went with a couple friends. How did you see it when you were in the eighth grade, though? You two, the, you... Interesting that you oh. say that, Sherry. Um, I went with my sister, Nancy, and some of her friends, and something happened at the theater that day other than us watching Bram Stoker's um, Dracula. Yeah, so, <laughs> so unusual for my group of friends and Matt's group of friends to all go see a movie together on like a Friday night or a Saturday night. It happened, and this was in November 1992, so I was a junior so yes matt you would have been in eighth grade and when we bought the tickets my friend amy who's very tall and has always looked older than she is because of her height she bought the tickets for us like she kind of like just was up there so they sold all the tickets to her fine we go to the check-in area where you know the ticket taker is about to take our tickets and they tried to stop Matt and his two friends from coming in. And I am like, oh, hell no. I am his guardian for the night. I am 18 and we are seeing this movie. You How old were you actually? Not I was two weeks shy of 16. <laughs> <laughs> and, but I'm sure me, you looked two weeks shy of 11. <laughs> so for me, it was yeah. the injustice of you goddamn idiots sold us tickets just 10 minutes ago and now you're not gonna let us in what the hell is your problem <laughs> and i made a big ass stink about it but you're sure you are sure as shit that all of us got into that theater and saw the movie <laughs> but it was because i made a big ass problem big ass stink about it so and do you I, remember that i remember that thank you it was very it and i hope i wasn't was, embarrassing did i embarrass you not at all i was okay. like hell yeah we're getting into this fucking movie <laughs> and we sat like 10 i think we it was pretty packed it was the night i believe it was the night it could come out we had all talked about seeing it um i think a friend of mine was into winona Ryder, and it was just like let's go to see this movie i vaguely remember because it was so packed like having to be like maybe 10 rows away from the screen that sounds right this is before stadium seating so everything was kind of level and everyone you know so it was never all it was never comfortable then right i just remember there was a scene in the scene when um they go to um uh was it carfax abbey the um, transylvania no 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 when he when they go to see him after he's uh, uh bit mia mm-hmm. when he pops down mina, at, mina as, when he pops down as the van, as the bat kind of like the half mm-hmm. man, bat kind of creature, mm-hmm. it like one of my friends like jumping like five feet out of his seat. He was so <laughs> freaking scared, and um, and it's a creepy scene. And uh, yeah. so, uh, for those of you who are not familiar with the movie, Bram Stoker's Dracula is directed by Francis Ford Coppola. And is based on the original book by Bram Stoker, a book I've never read. Written in 1897 <laughs> by an Irishman. 
I gotta say, I I mean, I've seen this movie maybe five times. Only five? From the beginning to end. Like, I've caught it, like, in the middle various times. And, you know, and obviously I saw it in the theater. But I had forgotten, because it's been a while since I've watched it, but I had forgotten how much I love all the effects in this movie. Oh, God. From the costumes to the makeup, but to the visual effects in this movie. And Mm -hmm. um, in my research, I saw that (laughs) um, almost all the effects were in camera. Yes, like the yes. only, I was gonna make, I'm just gonna the talk about only that. digital yeah. effect that they did was the blue, the blue flame. fire. It was the blue yeah. fire? Yeah. And um, I wrote down here painted backdrops, light and shadow use, and it's something, and that's just something I've always double liked. exposures. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and you know, we can tell. I think too, maybe from being photographers a little more than well, maybe somebody else. I don't know. I pay attention. Thanks, for, thanks for stealing my thunder, Sherry. I'm sorry. You know, I was talking, <laughs> <laughs> but but um, no, but that's what I was gonna say. Is like. But, you know, we all we all did photography and just I remember seeing all the stuff in the movie and being like that must have kind of also influenced some of what I had been doing when I was doing photography, because all the double exposure, all the um, playing with the shadows and all that stuff. And I was like, man, that, you know, even if I can forgive Keanu Reeves accent in this movie for for the oh, amazing for the amazing visuals in this movie mm-hmm. because I think most people I, do. I was just it was a great reminder rewatching this just at how visually amazing this movie is and some people might just think it's just artsy fartsy crap but I was like this is fucking cool and and I remember liking that you know from the moment I saw it and it was not, it was a refresher to, it was was very refreshing to, Mm -hmm. to get to revisit that. I I know Nicole feels this way as well. (laughs) Oh, I have apparently two pages front and back of notes on this movie. No, no, you didn't. I have an interesting story on my, my introduction to this movie is so like Edward Scissorhands was my favorite movie when this came out and then, um, and I had a huge crush on Keanu Reeves. And so I was already into spooky <laughs> stuff, obviously. I mean, it's kind of since birth, but I really wanted to see it. Well, my mom's friend had seen it and then told her that, um, some girl has sex with a werewolf. And so my mom forbade me from seeing this movie. All the dirty pillows that are in it. (laughs) I know. (laughs) This became like the running thing forever. It's like, she was like, you can't see this movie. But I was like dying to see this movie. So of course, you know, I've separated parents. When I went to my dad's, he was like, you want to see that movie? Sure. So he rented it for me and I watched it. And I was like, I need this movie. I remember him buying it for me. And I, it was like a copy from like Blockbuster and one of those like plastic, you remember those Blockbuster boxes that you squeeze the bottom and it comes out. So I had a copy of one of those and I had it like wrapped in a scarf and then in a bag tucked in the back of my closet for probably 10 years. (laughs) I mean, like, I'm not even kidding. Living with my mom because I was like, I couldn't let her find it. But what doesn't make sense is that 
she had to have known I'd seen it because also like in my eighth grade year, it was my favorite movie with my best friend. And like, we would constantly quote it to each other. And for Christmas, I bought her those like blue sunglasses that he wears. And she was so excited. And I was so excited to give it to her. Like it was the best present I could ever give her. So I was like, she had to have known I saw it. It was like, I had like, Tons of like memorabilia and stuff for that movie. And so. Even when I came over in high school, like, and I hadn't seen it because I saw it because of you. And yeah, I think Interview with Vampire too. Maybe I watched it before, but I think it was with you. And I remember you still had it hidden. And I think at that point you had bought another copy that was that actually was the the right one. And like you had the cover like hidden somewhere. I don't know, maybe not. But I remember it was not in the movie. It was in a different VHS cover. Like that, it was that it didn't belong in at one point. Like she's, she's, like she's hiding so... porn from her mom. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was just packing up. Girl, that is a girl's porn right there. Well, I was just gonna say, I don't think I've ever seen more writhing around in the vampire. <laughs> Lucy, uh, I know her writhing know. around, and then even Nina, like once she oh, yeah. you know, met her prince. Um, yeah, she was writhing around a lot. I'm like, oh, okay. The Dracula does, man. <sighs> I'm Scary Oldman. I'm just going to step out right now. <laughs> yeah, we don't need you in amongst this conversation. Yeah. Um, well, well, let me just oh, interject on something real quick. I was okay. just going to say, because um, while I appreciate all of, like, the visuals and all that stuff, honestly, like, my favorite parts of this movie are when Gary Oldman looks normal with like his long black wavy hair and his like mm-hmm. blue sunglasses and he's hanging out with Mina and like uh, add yes. all those scenes up. That's maybe like 25 minutes. <laughs> the movie is Enough. Him looking all crazy old. Like when they showed the shot of him um, when he stands up from the table and Keanu had, un- you know, mistakenly insulted him and they showed how long his hair was. I was thinking, oh my God, I bet Sherry and I have the same length hair as this guy now. <laughs> oh, he's got <laughs> Corona hair. <laughs> he has Corona hair. Um, but like, he looks just like, I prefer it when he looked normal. I didn't like it when he was like in his monster. It's Dracula and though. Like most of the movie. Normal. And it's like, and okay, I it's get it. Anthony Hopkins had just been in Silence of the Lambs. So he was like the hot commodity is Van Helsing, but and Helsing's kind of boring. Like, oh my god, he's my favorite character in this. I just he has all the great one liners. Oh god, <laughs> but it just like for me, like what I remember. I mean, at 16 watching this movie, I was really sucked into like the love story, you know, like this I traveled oceans of time to be with you, and just that part. And then to rewatch it and to be like, that's like 25 minutes of the movie. This movie's over two hours. Like, it, it just I was I was let down rewatching it that not as much of the movie was as much of the love story as I thought so well this that's where we, I'm coming from with my criticism you know so they they make this movie and it's based on a book that's over 100 years old and you know they wanted to it wasn't like they were making a Dracula movie like the Bela Lugosi Dracula where it's just kind of like oh we're making a movie and they're not taking they're taking characters from it and some events and making it their own they're trying to make the book from what i understand the, or else they wouldn't call it bram stoker's dracula right yeah 
Jack read the book and he told me several times when I was watching it today, he's like, it stays pretty darn close to the movie. Like, cause I had said, it looks like they're trying to do like Emperor, Emperor Palpatine makeup for him. <laughs> like, well, and he said, that's what they describe in the book. Right. Like, yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. And I read it a long time ago, but and also I would say that I feel that it's a lot more obvious Mina being repulsed by in the book it's it's much more it's there's a much a lot more love story in the movie than there is in the book i yeah. like the movie more it's more more on her end it's more it's more yeah. complicated there's a more of a love story between mina and dracula in the movie than there right. is in the book right. correct wow yeah, yeah. Her, how she feels yeah 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 um uh but so like as far as going like the aesthetics of that movie I was really struck by them watching it last night because I guess I haven't watched the whole thing in entirety in a really long time. Yeah. And I was just like baffled. Like, is this a chicken in the egg scenario? Because I was like, was I super into this aesthetic before this movie? And it just was an amalgamation of all the things I loved, or have I just since loved everything that looks exactly like this movie? Mm -hmm. But like, it is the epitome of like my dreamscape is what, I, you know, London at turn of the century with the costumes and just the lavishness of the like fabrics. And I mean, Gary Oldman still is like dream guy, you know, like, He's so cute. Yes. I hope, oh, speaking of cute, like, I have to ask you girls, like, what sign do you think all vampires are? <laughs> Scorpio. Uh, Scorpio. Obvious Scorpio. You know that Lestat is actually, I know it's going back, is a va is a Scorpio. Yeah. She based yeah. that character I off her Rice husband. I think Anne Rice is too, actually. Is she? Oh, really? Be. But she based Lestat off her husband. Bram Stoker is. His birthday is November 8th, 7th or 8th, yeah. Yeah. But regardless, yes, they all strike me as well. Well, maybe part of the reason why, like you were saying, you know, the aesthetic of this uh -huh. movie and how much, you know, is it a chicken and egg scenario? It's like this movie, it's like this is like your soulmate movie. Like, it, you know, like the is. look and feel of this movie. Yeah. You know, is is kind of you've you've have that deep connection because it's like a part of you. Yes. Nancy. Yes. I will say though, and, and again, watching these two movies together today, I feel like Interview with a Vampire knew what it was and wasn't taking itself as seriously as Bram Stoker's Dracula was trying to. And I mm. think that was the other thing that was getting on my nerves watching it today was mm -hmm. like, I appreciate, okay, I appreciate all of the um, visuals, you know, all mm -hmm. the things you were talking about earlier with all the really cool, basically, you know, um, practical effects that Francis Ford Coppola employed, but I still feel like there's a campiness that he didn't want to really embrace. I mean, that is what, uh, that's part of my problem. With it's it. also 28 years mm. old. Too. There's also that. Yeah. Well, well, but these movies didn't come. So these movies didn't come out that far apart, but you're also, we're, we're, you're comparing a move. We're comparing two movies that were based on books, but one book was written in what? The 70s? 1897. Oh, yeah. 70s. The 70s. 70s yeah. And the yeah. other one that was written over a hundred years before. So you're dealing with different dialogue, 
Um, you're dealing with a writer who's writing closer to the time that the movie had come out, as opposed to Bram Stoker, who wrote a book when movies weren't around at all. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to adapt a little differently unless you're really changing it. So if you're trying to stay true to something that is that old, it's going to have levels of drama um, different kinds of dialogue. There's going to be a lot of things that might not translate as well a hundred years later into a movie. I do agree with Nancy, though, is it does suffer a little bit from that early 90s, like, can't, it's got a little, it's on the edge. But at the time, it didn't seem that way at all because it, like, uh. I think, but I, I, I get that vibe a little bit, too. I just love it so much that, like, I, I just kind of let it go, you know, because all there's so many other things that are just so cool in it, and the, and the visuals and everything. And then also, the I same still time, can't. I still though can't let go of Kiana's accent. I mean, I know, that, I know that was a travesty. Strange things are afoot in the Carpathians. And that's my other problem is <laughs> this were made today because we currently have like such a large roster of like British actors that come over and play Americans. There would be no shortage of British actors to just play all these roles. There would be no reason to have two Americans playing clearly British roles with, um, (laughs) but I know like Winona Ryder was such a, like such the it girl at the time. And so was Mm -hmm. Keanu. I mean, he'd already done point break. Um, He'd already done several movies and it was like, yeah duh in fact i mean he's so great he's so cute like why wouldn't you want to see him in this movie but at the same time like i mean that that the way that they made his hair silver later i mean it looked like like so bad that they used for halloween to spray someone's hair um there was a point when we were watching it when matt just belted out I am an FBI agent. I just kind—I of, I died. <laughs> yeah, Keanu. Awesome. I, I mean, I get why. I definitely get why they cast him in this for yeah. the. And we all love financial. him to death, by the way. And we love Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah. But it it is a challenge listening to like Bill and Ted kind or Johnny Utah being in this movie and i mean they had they had richard e grant british carrie elways british i mean they were Um, able to get two of the people that are that were super into lucy to be the right you know from the right area like how could they just not fill in the rest of the cast well um now that you brought that up nancy i wanted to ask uh the the three of you um of lucy's three suitors which one would you like the most? At the time, I would have definitely agreed Carrie Elways, but yeah. I love Richard E. Grant. I've watched him in more things over time, and he is fantastic. My mind was blown when I was re-watching this, that, who that was. I was Me like, too. oh my God, yeah. he's so yeah. young in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm team Carrie because even though I'm not a huge fan of Princess Bride. Oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, I thought <laughs> he was super cute in that movie. I was like, he is cute. Uh, so I like, I, I always thought he was even cuter in, in this movie. 
how would is you the werewolf an option? <laughs> no, no, it's not a werewolf on, in the in, in the cemetery. No, that's not an option. Um, I did. I also was like, "Who's this Bill Campbell guy?" And I was like, "Oh, it's the Rocketeer. <laughs> he's yeah. the, he's the he's Quincy. Mm-hmm. Quincy's the Rocketeer. Yeah. Nicole's all about the werewolf. Yeah." The other, so we've talked about a couple different characters. Um, let's talk about Van Helsing a little bit. I I know that Nancy, yeah, she sticks her tongue out in disgust. <laughs> I mean, and, and I think we can all agree that there's probably a level of, you know, he was like no one really knew that much about um, Anthony Hopkins until Silence of the Lambs. So he was like really riding the the Silence of the Lambs wave. Definitely, uh, but. I like him in this. I just think like his great. his kind of funny di- dialogue. I mean, the scene after they put the stake through Lucy's heart and chop off her head, and then it immediately mm-hmm. goes to him eating the roast beef, and then yes. like his whole conversation with them about that. Was, oh, he was that, just kind of laissez faire about it, like oh, no big deal. Yeah, no, yeah that I loved. I loved the the chopping of the heads and then him slicing into the roast. I was like, okay, I like this this cutaway but i really felt See, like it was a bit of campiness because you got like yeah you got van helsing character yeah but i really Anna felt like go ahead no i was just gonna say like there's the scene near the beginning of the movie when keanu is shaving and he cuts himself himself and there's like that famous scene where, oh God, he, licks so the, where he licks the razor to yeah. me when i saw that i was like that is on the level of Hannibal Lecter in the fava beans. Like I agree. the look on his face and like how he does it and everything like that. I was like, it was on, like, that could be like on rotation in like a, like in a gif or something where it's just like, like, like the Hannibal Lecter fava beans thing. Like, and, I, yeah. Been, well, and just two, and just like five minutes before that, because it was kind of early in the introduction of um, Jonathan meeting Dracula you know, he says, oh, I don't drink wine. <laughs> or that's a, I hear that's you a have a really good original, taste. Well, one of the original you know, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. That was in the uh, Bela Lugosi Dracula. Right, right. It's not in the book, but it's in the original Dracula. Well, and they have, like, they have little things like that, Nicole, that you notice, like, like little things like from Nosferatu that he, ha- you know, like a little homage to some of the light and the shadow stuff, but also, like, yeah. when they do that, I, I I don't know what the the editing term is, but when they do, like, the the lens close, like, on a, a couple scenes, you know, when, when Francis Ford Coppola oh. does that, it's, it's so great, and, but that yes. scene with the, what I want to say is that scene with the razor, like, that is one of my favorite scenes because of how cool that scene is because you see how creepy and amazing Dracula is because he's got that he got the whole shadow over there and then his hand is somewhere else and then he like moves so quickly and well and then they have like yeah. the, they have the dialogue like reversed in the yeah. background right like, to add like this spooky yeah. effect and everything like that yeah. all of that is it just, just it like gives you such a good idea I'm but... like we were talking about aesthetic like I'm looking at that mm-hmm. like this whole thing right now is 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 this makes the movie for me like I saw that scene and I was just like this right now, I'm I'm just saying is better makes it it makes this movie better than Interview with a Vampire. Mm-hmm. You know, just that scene alone just really made it for me. The other thing I wanted to bring up was, oh, go ahead. Did you know that Gary Oldman was allegedly drunk doing that scene? Yes, he shot it after midnight. 
Yes. Well, I said yes, like yes, but that's, no, that's no, funny. I did I read know, that, I and I was like, "That is freaking amazing." And um, it, it kind of reminded me. Remember the episode of Friends that he was on, where he was with the spitting, he was, the spitting and he was, <laughs> when you say your peas, you gotta spit. Yes. <laughs> He's the best. The best. I have I have two more points that I want to make, and before, before I forget, and we can and whatever but um the religious aspect of this movie and how Mm -hmm. much he like turned away from the church and i love like i wrote this line down do not put your faith in such trinkets of deceit (laughs) and i was like that is such a badass line (laughs) i just i just love love that that was that was great nancy and i did not grow up in an overly religious household at all so anything religious like i'm just kind of like yeah whatever yeah fuck the church (laughs) you know i get it so um because of that you know i guess i always kind of sided with him because i had i kind of related to him in that aspect of it i don't know what do you guys well i mean he's the protagonist i mean the movie's called dracula so i mean it's hard to not root for him but true Apparently, our guests are, our guests are pleading the fifth on this one. No problem. No, no. On, on what? No. And what, but what's the, what's the question? I guess I was just curious. Like, how did you guys feel about the religious aspects of this? Oh, I, I, you know, look. Like about a year ago, we had the Carrie episode, and I was talking about that about yeah how I grew up in religious school and everything. Um, I I love it. I mean, I, I it's the best. I don't know. I don't know what. Some people can, because some people might be offended by like well, of all course. these. Well, of course you know. they would. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, he truly. I mean, it start. He's basically. It starts off where he's in the Crusades. You it's, know, trying to right. to you know kill Muslims for his faith, and then he feels betrayed by God by you know right. casting by his because his love is going to go to hell for killing herself based on misinformation. I might say she was murdered. Even though she killed herself, she was technically mm-hmm. yeah. murdered. Well, and there's, there's, I mean, there's a Nicole can talk to to this a little bit more than me, but there's a, you know, there's a deep rooted like whole like um, Catholicism wrapped into a lot of like Dracula of stuff and what they, you know, they're talking about. And he shows in the Francis Ford Coppola shows in the movie because um, I'm pretty sure that's how he was raised too, and uh, just in general and and all and. I don't know. It's it's always a really fun aesthetic to to play with. I think. <laughs> Do you have any comment, Nicole? You don't have to. <laughs> the fifth. Fifth. <laughs> and then and then along a similar line, um, because um, well, along a similar line, I think that my like teenage years were kind of ruined because after seeing this movie, I thought women would just magically appear in my bed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm draining of all your blood. Like I would just be laying there and they would just magically just come up out out of the bed. That's how, that's just how it works. Right. (laughs) I bet the buddies that you brought to see the movie with you that night definitely thought that. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Um, I do want to point out another thing. I know I criticized the movie earlier for not taking, just embracing its campiness a little more than it did. But Mm -hmm. the other vampire show that's 
more recent that I absolutely love is called What We Do in the Shadows. And I don't think oh. What We Do in the Shadows would have been created if it weren't for Bram Stoker's Dracula by Fort Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, because there's so much that's so similar. Um, yeah. there's but that's a I don't know if either any of you watched that show, but I feel like the character Nandor, who's the oldest of the vampires in that yeah. group, is most like Dracula. He has a similar, you know, he was around in like the 1200s or 1300s. and He's definitely the Nosferatu of that group. Yeah, he, you know, and he has like the long coats that stretch out and um, he doesn't seem to have like a love interest the way that Dracula did with like Mina. But anyways, I don't, that show probably doesn't exist without this movie. So I got to give this movie that, that credit. That show also doesn't exist if the movie, what we do. Well, no, I mean, yeah. Both of those things wouldn't exist if it weren't for Dracula. Well, I I will say I've tried to watch that movie and, and and the show. And unfortunately, it's because it's that documentary style. There's not it's not like super action packed and I always try and watch it too late at night and I fall asleep. Okay. Like, cause it seems also very, not it's, it's, not very maybe it's just very relaxing to me, but I always fall asleep. <laughs> Matt, you, you are not watching the correct episodes then, or you're just not yeah. in the right mood because there's tons of action. There's plenty of episodes where people are, you know, they eat people and, Oh, oh no, that show is amazing. That show is so, <laughs> so funny. You need to try it. I love the movie. And I also... It was just show, as good. I finally watched the movie a couple months ago and I was blown away. I was like, oh, okay, I, I get it. First. And so it was kind of holding... Uh, I was trying to live up to the movie. But yeah, eventually I I do love me some What We Do in the Shadows. So... so um, can I... Yes. Ask a question. Yes, um, so we all agree that Keanu's accent and choice wouldn't have was not ideal. Um, did you know there was some other actors that were uh, on the short list to be selected? Can the only other actor, mean? the yes. only other actor that I read about being that was Francis Ford Coppola's first choice was uh-huh. um, Johnny Depp. So that's the only reason he wasn't cast because it would have yeah. killed Nicole because she can't have him and and Dracula at the same time in the movie. Yeah, that would have been. <laughs> I know. I was like, Sherry, how much would I have loved that movie? <laughs> that I already did. Fancy too. But apparently, but apparently <laughs> they. But but what I read was they. But the, the studio didn't want movie. him because because they wanted someone who was more of a heartthrob. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird comment so weird for people who are live under a rock or are blind (laughs) um johnny depp in the late 80s and through the 90s was considered probably a a little bit maybe i had had plenty of posters of him and keanu up in my bedroom yeah and she was not holding the posters like having them make out or anything yes he wasn't doing that just kidding she wasn't but um yeah that was i read that one do you know of any other actors that were up for the role apparently charlie sheen for jonathan um a whole list of folks they had on the list for 
Dracula's position. Uh, I heard, is, was it Liam Neeson, one of them? Liam Neeson, mm. uh, Hugh Grant, Ray Liotta, Sting. <laughs> Sting? Sting. Christian Slater. He uh, had already been her love interest in Heather's three movies before. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, here's a, made an interesting one. Nicolas Cage oh, and God. Kyle MacLachlan. Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin. I love, I love Agent Cooper. Yeah, I don't know about. I don't. I, I just can't. I, I can't Adrian even Dracula? see anyone else playing him but Gary. I just. I don't know. He, he's just. Yeah. You mentioning Sting also reminds me that there's another vampire movie out there that I that called The Hunger. Yes, I like David the Bowie. Yes. That's another one where I've tried to watch it, and I have to be in the right mood to watch it. You haven't gotten to the Catherine Denevy and Susan Sarandon scene. But, uh... You haven't been to enough goth clubs that play it in the background. (laughs) Oh, Oh, maybe that's where I've seen it. I've just been sitting in the background, like, totally bored, being like, oh, there's a movie on. (laughs) Cleaning these cobwebs. Well, that's interesting. I forget what I was going to... Oh, so, you know, as we kind of wrap things up, you know, we've ta- I've talked about how Van Helsing's probably my favorite character in this. Does um, Nicole... I mean, clearly it's Dracula, right? Well, uh, actually, it's kind of tied for Dracula and Renfield. I yes. Love, Tom Waits as Renfield. Yeah, Tom Waits. Amazing. I was waiting to bring something up. So good. <laughs> Yes. Um, Sherry, who's your favorite character? It's, you know, it's Dracula, but I mean, I really love Mina too, but yeah. Nancy? I mean, um, I mean, I guess it's Dracula, but when he has his long silky black hair and he looks normal. The 20 minutes of the movie you said? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my again, mine's Van Helsing. Close second, Lucy, because I love those redheads. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Lucy. Um, all right, I, and well, and um, yeah. my favorite scene. You see, I really like. I I think it's that scene, the whole the whole um, shaving scene, and everything that's going on there. I mean, the, you know, it's easy to say like the bed scene or the bed scene or the, the other sex scene or whatever. The, there's a the, lot of that. The foursome scene. The, the fivesome scene. The bestiality scene. Is it really bestiality if he's a werewolf? I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I have a lot of, thoughts on their relationship and i think like allegorically and just i don't know just in general um i do i I think though for my favorite scene is is when um when they're in uh they're in line at the not the stereo view what is the thing that they're they're in there going to go like see? the little movie house place yeah when yeah. they're like yeah when they're talking to that that scene i i like a lot plus there's also a callback um and like the shot one of the shadow boxes to the to the battle scene in the beginning when when dracula's when he's fighting uh when vlad is fighting uh which i think the is Turks. 
Yeah. yeah or, originally, yeah. that's how Francis Ford Coppola wanted to open the movie with puppets. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. mm-hmm. and then they decided to do like film the whole like battle and yeah. everything. It's it's really it's very cool. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I know Nicole has some thoughts on it too. I, as as do I about like just the whole aesthetic between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. Do we have another hour for my yeah, no, analysis I, of this relationship? <laughs> it's uh the obviously the well not obviously but. My one of my favorite scenes is the movie house scene is when he kind of like swirls her around. Yeah. And then the like yeah. where the uh like white wolf comes in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like it just tapped into my like junior high goth romance. Emo goth romance. Like, <laughs> oh my god, that's my like dream scenario. My my Prince Charming's going to come and sweep me around in a circle in this Victorian-esque movie house. But, uh, yeah, there's, a, I think, a lot more depth to their relationship. But kind of, like, it, I feel like it ended sort of abruptly. Like, yeah. Okay, I have to make an admission that, like, so watching this movie, like, two-thirds in, I was like, wait a minute. I don't remember how this ends. I had the like, same thing. How does it the same thing happen to me? End? Yeah. I was like, what the frick happens? So it kind of, it doesn't wrap up all the way. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. The fact that he's dead, but like. But she stops being a vampire. Like. Yes. Like, it kind of ends where, you know, she isn't written. I mean, in reality, she is not the one that he fell in love with. You know, she kind he kind of re falls in love with like the idea of her and everything because See, no, I don't think that because she's no, not, that's not the truth because she's just a uh, she is a reincarnation of her because she Correct. has memories. Thank you, Elisa Elizabeth. Yeah, Elizabeth. That eternal yeah. return Lisa, kind of idea with yes, yes, I agree with you, Nicole. That's how I feel. Except, so, um, yeah, it's got that idea. The whole that was like it was her, and she was like, yeah. "You are my love," you know, yeah. and so. She really did fall in love with him. I felt bad for Keanu, or Jonathan anyway, uh, going, oh, wait, yeah, she did really fall in love with somebody else from you. Yeah. But. But at the end, when she unturns, 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 when she goes back to not being a vampire and then she chops off his head, I always wonder what she's thinking in that moment. If she really, that gives you that little bit of a, hmm. It's his suffering. Was she under the spell or was she? What it is is, so. I was kind of doing some more research in my research about that that part in this the movie as one of the things I dislike about that is like when he dies he like rolls his head up or his eyes up into the top of his head that like drives me crazy when people <laughs> are like that in movies I'm like that's so inaccurate but <laughs> it's so inaccurate but anywho, so I'm sure he scene, didn't shit himself either. <laughs> yeah, right. That's, that's not always the case either. But yeah. so anyway, the thing that was about her and that relationship and her chopping his head off is she realized that he could go to heaven if she chops off his head and like uh yeah. So okay. That's kind of what that, that makes more sense. Symbolism is supposed to happen, mm-hmm. which oh, 
I didn't even really get in the 25,000 times I watched it before that, but like watching it last night and kind of questioning it more and like trying to figure out what they were talking, what, why she did what she did. That was what the interpretation was supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, um, it's, I love it when I, I watch it and you get different things out of it too. Cause I, yeah changed over over time for me i i also always get that kind of hades and persephone like feel with the with both of them too but um it i just i yeah i I definitely agree that it's a that's why you know the whole oceans of time and thing it's it's definitely not a not a begin not the first time that their their souls have have met interesting mm-hmm. well I really appreciate all the insight that you have brought to us on this movie because I have not, I have, like I said, not seen it all the way through in a very long time. And I really enjoyed rewatching it. Actually. I didn't think I, I, I was not thinking like I was going to enjoy it as much, but you know, getting to rewatch this movie and like, you know, like Nancy had, had told before it, it it had a great story from from when we were growing up watching it and yeah. and one uh, of the most dramatic in fact the most dramatic of us going to a theater i think that was the only time i really had any problems getting into a movie theater and that was definitely like the first time i had like a real did, problem getting did in. we have guff when we tried to go see the doors i no. know we no, mom dropped us off and we walked right in. Okay. And we were younger. <laughs> yeah, because that came out in 90. Uh, to, to, to your your comment, though, about the bed thing, I did remember I wrote something down that I was I was thinking about that scene when Kiana's with all the, the brides. And I'm like, how many dudes like go on a business trip and are like, honey, I got taken hostage as a sex slave to three women and they wouldn't let me leave. It was so horrible. It was the horror. I just, I, I, I really was trying to come back, but, you know. That's what it was made me think. I'm just on a business trip, and then I got taken to like she was she was gonna believe him, you know. That sounds like a very um, <laughs> dog ate that, my homework kind of. I think that I think yes. that, I I think that's a very logical story. <laughs> I think that that happens all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna wrap things up and just say that again. I really appreciate you guys being on the episode and. You know, there's a ton of vampire movies out there, and I think a lot of people should check them out and let us know what your favorite vampire movie is. And um, again, Nicole, you did great. Thank you very much for being on. Yes, thank Thanks you. For having and me. I know, and I know, if I if I don't stop it now, you could go on and on and on because this is probably. Would you say like this is in like your top five movies of all time? Top ten? Yeah, it is. Um, not for the like quality of the plot, but for the aesthetic and the memory it holds so yes i really appreciate so the long the short answer to your question is yes is it the only movie that you had to like hide from your yes yes i would also i'd also bought the porn but that's a whole nother story (laughs) well i was gonna say the reason why you said that you've seen it like twenty five thousand times but this might you have only seen it a few times all the way through is because you kept like watching the scenes with dracula and rewinding it and then watching it again and rewinding it i was gonna bring that up and why i was like thinking about this last night when i was like how does this movie end is i was like i think i always stopped it after he like 
stops being young Dracula, you know? <laughs> you know <laughs> it's a long time, so I was like, I don't want to see him as like the old scary version. I'm like, I agree. It's pretty good. Just turn it off after they like, and then fast forward it to the Annie Lennox song at the end. And then <laughs> well again thank you very much i want to thank you as well sherry for joining us again you've been you've been a wonderful guest you're welcome i have a lot of fun okay. i had i was very excited to watch these two movies and and you you know i was going to bring you know bring you on as our twilight expert but, <laughs> um, i i appreciate you giving us some insight for comparison reasons but you know while sucking is involved in all these movies, we want to talk about <laughs> movies that don't suck. So um, I appreciate that. And again, Nancy, thank you very much. You've, you've been great. I, I know you appreciate always. that I was able to get you into seeing the movie back in <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it, you know, those experiences we did not have very often. I mean, especially the not getting into movies part of it. But yeah, there weren't a lot of movies that my friends went with your friends to go see. It's uh, the only one. I, I think it's really the, the only, only one. Not, I, not true. I think we saw me and one of my friends definitely went with you and one of your friends to see Nightmare Before Christmas. And I think one of, I think the same scenario and same group of friends went and saw The Crow um, in the theater together. Yeah, but, but he was my friend too. So we, no, no, no. But I think I think one of your other friends was with us. Um, the crypt, the you know, we just like being cryptic and just say friends. Like we, I don't. No, Neil was as much my friend as he was yours at the time. So it's no big. Oh, but I thought I thought Amy had come with us too. <laughs> she went with us to see the crow. And I think I thought she went with Nightmare Before Christmas too. I don't remember. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I want to, again thank you very much listeners thank you very much guests my name is matthew my name is nancy and this has been fighting over the vcr thank you very much thank you <laughs> <laughs>